This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast. Hey guys, it's Chloe, and this episode is super special to me. I can't even believe that we are doing this episode, and you're going to hear why in a minute. But I just wanted to let you guys in um, on something that we have been dreaming and planning for the last couple of months. And that is, we are so excited because uh, this year we have a huge, huge dream to sponsor a thousand kids in one particular region in Northern Uganda. I got to sit down and talk to Ginny about my story with this area of the world and what it means to me. I just cannot wait in these coming months for you guys to hear more about the work that Compassion is doing in Gulu, Uganda, in Arua, and some of these refugee camps close to the border of the Congo. And we thought there was no better place and no better people than you to come along with me. So in just over a week, I am getting on a plane. Uh, Molly from our team and my husband James are going to Uganda and it's going to be unreal. So I can't wait to share some of the stories to get to partner with a really specific community, uh, multiple communities in fact, in this area of the world with compassion and the local church is a huge privilege and I cannot wait for you guys to hear more. So here's just a little bit of my story. Jenny and I got to talk about a couple weeks ago and I cannot wait for you guys to come along for this wild adventure. This is a little celebration episode because over the last two years, you all have sponsored 700 kids with Compassion, and we are so blown away. So is Compassion, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so this episode is super special, and we'll tell you why in just a minute. But I wanted to say first why I really love Compassion. As you all know, at If Gathering, we are very limited in who we who we work with, and this has been and no brainer from the beginning. And I've traveled with compassion and I've seen the work on the ground. And let me tell you the few reasons why we love compassion so much is first, they work with local churches. They believe in the local church. They equip and empower the local church. There's not this sense of this organization coming in from the U.S. and sweeping in and trying to save the day. They actually try to empower local leaders with the resources that they need. And I just think that's the best model. And so you also see a plan of exit. So where you do, where you get into trouble with organizations is when they build uh, sustainable models on themselves. Compassion's goal is to be in and out in a right amount of time. And so they build an exit strategy before they even get somewhere because they're making a plan of how they're going to equip and empower a community and cause them to be self-sustainable, which I love about any work that we partner with. So Guys, it is a fantastic organization. They are discipling kiddos. There's not just a sense of feeding and getting them in school and taking care of healthcare, but they really have a vision for introducing them to Jesus and giving them a faith as well. So Chloe, I know this is super personal for you. Talk a little bit about that, where that comes from. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you guys so much. I, I think I was talking to Compassion yesterday, actually, and she, Lori, a Compassion made this comment that was like, 700 kids also means 700 mamas. 
and 700 families that are now impacted by these kiddos being fed, getting food on a regular basis, not being in food insecurity where they don't know where their next meal is coming from. And then they also have somewhere to go every day. They're being schooled, like so many different families affected. So thank you guys so much. This past year, I started to have more conversations like, hey, how can we have even more kids impacted through the podcast this year as it's grown? And I was like, would there be any way that we could really go into a certain region? And I'll explain why I talked about this region, but can we go into this certain region and really make an impact in one community specifically where it's like, hey, made for this podcast, we want to just like come in and give and support and stand behind Compassion's work in this area. So tiny backstory that could be probably a whole nother episode someday, but about 10 years ago, I, uh, around the age of 18, 19, kind of like Katie Davis's story, like I, I was really impacted by Katie's writings at that time and believed that God was calling me to this very specific region in Uganda and um, to a people group there. And at the time, they were just on the tail end of a uh, very, very devastating civil war among tribes in Uganda. And so I had the opportunity to move over to northern Uganda in Gulu and work with this organization, small organization that was um, helping women that had been trafficked in from the Congo and um, had been brought into Uganda during the war. But when they got there, the the kind of police, the Ugandan police at the time, just dropped them because they already had families in Uganda. And so these women are left without resources. They have no papers. They, they don't even have visas to be in the country. And so they were uh, marginalized. And so many of them were really forced into prostitution and things like that to provide for all of their kids, all of their kiddos. So I got a chance to go and work with these women and their kids and um, thought I was going to be there forever, sold everything that I owned just about my car, like gave my car up because I, I was like, this is where I believe that God has me. And it just felt so, it like felt so easy to me. It, it just was like, you know, when your, your heart beats for something and I didn't, I don't even know why, you know, I love missions on the whole. Like I just, I've, I have a mission heart for the global church, but for some reason it was like this very specific community. So I go a uh, whole nother story. I live there for about six months. And then there was just this kind of unexpected, sad turn of events where I no, could no longer work for the organization I moved there with. And so I ended up moving organizations to a different one that works in South Sudan that you guys got to actually meet through that episode with Tutapona and the Gaties. But um, all the while, I started to fall in love with my then friend, but now husband, James. And so after six months, I came back to the States very kind of suddenly and after I thought I was going to spend my whole life there and um, we ended up getting married. And so it was this like double, you know, I'm never going to get to go back to Uganda. Like my dream and what I believe God had really in store for me was very abruptly, like just shut down. And so I, but then the joy of getting to marry James. So I grieved that for many years. Like it was, it was very, very hard. Um, but I, I really, I think God pressed upon me just that I I would have another another moment there. Like it wasn't a waste and it was him that put that on my heart. And so here we are like almost 11 years later, actually, where mm -hmm. Compassion's, you know, pulled me aside at an event one day and is like, 
hey, would you ever want to go to Uganda? And I just like broke down in tears because I was like, I never thought I would see the day where I got to go. And James is getting to go with me. And so it's just this like just crazy full circle. Um, And I share that because I want you guys to know that that the partnership we have with Compassion is deeply personal to us and we believe in it. And I cannot wait to take you guys along. Um, Molly from our team is going. Like we are gonna go and spend time in these communities uh briefly, just like seeing the work that they do. And I cannot wait. I'm I'm just like thrilled and I I just believe in the power of our collective impact on this podcast. Like you guys aren't just like, it's magic. Yeah. It's like not even, it's not just thousands of you out there. Like we meet so many of you face to face. We have seen the magic of this podcast and believe that we can really cause some, some good kingdom damage in, in a really (laughs) specific community. So we're going to tell you guys more about that. We, we had Richmond Wandera, uh, Jenny got to talk to Richmond a while ago and he just so beautifully and, uh, really clearly is going to tell you guys here shortly what's happening with the food and hunger crisis across the world and how compassion is really making an impact, um, for people all over the world. So, yeah, I am so pumped. Jenny couldn't come. I'm like, I know, so sad know. because Jenny has other. I, actually, a new book coming. You didn't hear that from me, okay? But um, I'm, I'm gonna hiding, go. Working yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go uh, on behalf of the podcast and and just to but a really it's special also place. Right? It's yeah. also right. I absolutely. It brings me to tears, Chloe. That in so many ways, you gave up a dream to come back to the U.S. and do what God called you to do. And the fact that this has gotten to one, reach the world and you're such a huge part of making all this happen. And then also that you would get to go and spearhead this is just, it makes me really happy that God had that for you. So we are going to have one hub, one website where you guys will be able to see. We have a goal this year of getting a thousand kids sponsored <laughs> in this area. And and they started with like 500. And I said, I said, Lori, let's go for a thousand. Like, I think we could do this. And she was like, let's do it. And so they identified these communities in all around Gulu and Northern Uganda oh. that we're going to get to go see that you guys will have direct impact, really changing the future for these kids' lives. And so we cannot wait. We'll put the link in the show notes, uh, but you can always go to compassion.com slash made for this. And everything you would want to know, we'll have some more backstory. You can see all the sweet pictures of the kiddos that you can sponsor. And every time you sign up, if you're a new sponsor to Compassion, you can get a free copy of Find Your People when you start to sponsor a kid. So what a cool way. I'm I'm like, hey, sign up to sponsor a kid's life. It's such a blessing to us. I've sponsored two kids for almost 10 years now. I know, Jenny, you sponsor a few like it's really great. And you get a book out of it by the uh-huh. illustrious Jenny Allen. <laughs> so it's it's a neat way for, for just compassion and for us to say thank you. So now you're going to hear from Richmond, uh, who is on the ground in Uganda training pastors. And we cannot wait for you guys to hear more and just to see what God does. Greetings to you from Uganda. I'm currently standing in Nagura slum, the very community that I grew up as a child, very, very desperate for hope. 
It was in this community that Compassion intervened and rescued me for, from tremendous hunger that my family was dealing with. I am very, very honored to join this call that's talking about the global food crisis that's affecting thousands and millions of people. Particularly in Uganda, so many vulnerable people, especially children and mothers are being affected. Remembering the hunger that I went through as a child, seeing the kind of hunger that many children are facing right now, it affects me in a particular way. That's why I'm very honored to come to you and just share what's currently happening in Uganda. Three perfect storms have come together and have just led us into where we are right now, the global food crisis. The first storm was the COVID pandemic. When the COVID pandemic came through, our government overspent. It just did whatever it could to keep people alive. And having utilized almost all its budget, the president recently came up and said, look, I can see the starving of the people, but we are out of budget to intervene. And so a lot of people who lost their jobs, people who lost their small businesses, their sources of income are still in that place. While we thought things could not get any worse, a conflict erupted that has now affected us as a nation and especially the vulnerable within our nation. Between Russia and Ukraine, this conflict has affected the supply of fertilizer, the supply of food, the supply of wheat, the supply of oil, the supply of many, many things. The prices of things have gone up. People are struggling. People are scrambling. People don't know what to do. And guess what? In the midst of all of this, the people that are affected the most are children. But there's another storm that came through, and that is climate. The massive dry wave that came from Kenya swept through eastern Uganda, across the center, and now it's also affecting western Uganda. Families are starving. When I went to eastern Uganda, I visited a lady called Jane. When I visited Jane, Jane said, look, I have never slept in my garden before, but now I am forced to because I planted cassava, and that's the single crop that has weathered this massive dry spell. And in order to keep people away, I have to stay in my garden with machetes. And when I go back into the house, when I need to rest, then my son has to come out and stay in the garden. When you see a situation like this, you realize that within this, there are people who are voiceless. It's the children who we're not hearing. We're not hearing their stories. But when I visit communities and I see their faces, it reminds me of my own background, but it just tells me that the situation is very dire. Now, something else came up as a result of families going to a place where they don't have food, but not only not have food, facing through this, uh, this massive uh, famine that's currently being experienced in Uganda, lots of families are now considering the impossible. Families which would never have thought about giving their children for marriage are now thinking about doing that. Any family that can afford to bring a cow, any family that can afford to pay any form of bride price, this is the right time for families to, to consider that. And this is affecting and erasing children's futures and destinies. But more than just that, we are seeing some girls at a certain age who, because they are very desperate, it's not even their parents that are making that decision for them because they want to survive and provide some basics provided for themselves, they are giving in. And so teenage pregnancy is up through the roof. Early child marriages is up through the roof. And our government is scrambling. We don't know what to do. But in the midst of this, as we are facing this global food crisis, there is a massive situation going on. 
as the church, we are now praying. We're now praying. We're saying, God, help us. You know, one of the things that God enabled me to do is to establish Pastors Discipleship Network, which is a ministry that trains and equips pastors and encourages the church across Sub-Saharan Africa. And as a result, I have been, had, I've been given the opportunity to travel from place to place and just see what the church is dealing with and what the church is facing and what communities are facing. And what my eyes have seen is beyond description. I, I, I'm using the word, this is a God-sized problem because I don't know an individual that can solve this problem. I don't know a single government that can solve this problem. This, this requires a collective, requires people to come together to solve this problem. And that's why this call is extremely important when it comes to restoring hope and bringing a solution to the current food crisis. And as we think about this as a God-sized problem, we, we have to consider the aspect of Christianity and the aspect of faith that has simply the idea that the beautiful thing about having faith in Jesus is that you don't have to deny reality. When things get bad like this, when things get worse, when things become such so critical like this, we can still keep our eyes on Christ and yet not deny this. But only that as we keep our eyes to Christ and as we worship Him and as we lift Him up, our eyes begin to see the world as He sees. Our hearts begin to break for the things that break His heart. And then our actions follow in the same way that He would if He was here today. From Uganda and from Nagura community, I want to bring my greetings to you and wish you well. This coming Thursday, you will hear even more from Richmond. If you guys missed his story uh, a couple seasons back now, it was just an unforgettable episode. So if you missed it, you're going to get to hear Richmond's story this coming Thursday. Jenny and I so deeply respect Richmond and the work that he does in Uganda with the local church, with pastors, his connection with Compassion and Compassion's way of holistically supporting people on the ground through the church is incredibly powerful and uh, we just consider it a privilege to get to partner with them. So if you wanna get on board, here's how you can do it. We are aiming in 2023 to help 1,000 kids in Uganda through sponsorship. And so we need your help. And I would not be at all surprised if we got 1,000 kids sponsored like in the next couple episodes. So you ready? You can visit compassion.com slash made for this to sponsor a kiddo through your sponsorship, they get new opportunities to learn and grow mentally and spiritually. And when you sponsor a child through our link to help us reach this huge goal, you also get a free copy of Jenny's latest book, Find Your People, just as a thank you. So head to compassion.com slash made for this right now and go see their sweet smiling faces and come along, partner with us today. We are so excited to bring you along with us as we meet the teams and local churches that are doing incredible work through Compassion in Uganda. You can go to compassion.com slash made for this for more information and sponsor a kiddo today. Mm-hmm.